So, hey, everyone. It's uh, been a while. I hope you're all doing well. Tony, uh, Tony's here with me. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jordan. Um, yeah, it has been it has been a while. Uh, while while you and I have stayed in contact, uh, it's been a while for us to be on this recording platform for sure. Uh, <laughs> it feels it feels a little awkward, right? Yeah, um, it's it's a, it was actually like getting ready to hit the record button for this. I actually felt nervous for like the first time in a while because I'm I'm out of practice, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, so so clearly it's been a bit since we've uh since we've done this. Uh, we wanted to put together a recording just to kind of let everyone know what's going on and and where we're going. But before that, since we haven't had a chance to kind of catch up <laughs> as a larger group, Tony, man, what have you been up to? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we, we kind of went offline a little bit beginning of the summer 2021. And uh, since then, I've been involved in a lot of, a lot of fun work projects. Um, a lot of stuff that is out of the wheelhouse, I think, of, of typical networking. Uh, I actually got involved with a machine learning uh, project. Uh, working with working with Python and Jupyter Notebooks and and kind of learning my way through Python. You know, I'm not I don't come from a programmatic or, or like scripting background. So I had to teach myself both Python and all of the things that I could possibly learn about uh, about machine learning. Uh, and that was specifically for doing packet analysis and network analysis. Right. So it is a little bit um uh, uh, focused on networking, but it is definitely out of like the realm that you would typically consider from a certification track. Right. And, um, and from, from some of that programmatic stuff that I've been learning, uh, I've also started to dip my toes in a little bit of like network automation. Although I, I, I kind of really like how, how I've heard Russ White put it, which is one of the things at least I'm doing as a first step is not truly network automation, but I'm really automating the config. I'm automating configuration is what I'm doing. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's been a really fun project because it's been able to help my company, my business, as well as, uh, as a capability we're able to offer to other customers. So I've been stepping outside of the, the wheelhouse of uh, uh, typically uh, typical networking stuff and dealing with protocols. And, um, and that's been a lot of fun. You know, I always like to do new things and uh, and step out of the comfort zone. You know, I don't always like looking at the BGP table, but um, but yeah, that's kind of like where, where I've been busy uh, this summer personally has been pretty low key uh, for me and my family. Uh, we've been at home. The kids enjoyed a good summer. Uh, we didn't take any vacations, no big vacations or anything this year. And, um, you know, just just focused on family and being at home. Uh, uh, what's been going on with you? Yeah, I didn't take any vacations either. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, um, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. So um, we got back about a month ago from uh, from a two month road trip, uh, RVing across the country. That was uh, both incredibly interesting and rewarding. Uh, it was a fantastic trip. It's something our family will continue doing. I think. Well, I don't think we've made some significant investments into the fact that we are going to continue doing that and have uh, some big plans for this upcoming year. So that's uh, that was fun. Work is going well. Um, work is, is one of those things that, you know, success is, is great, but it really just brings on more work. And that's kind of the, the feeling I have at work right now is it's been very, very busy, uh, but all for good reasons. Uh, our team is growing and we're doing uh, really good things. I'm working with a bunch of really great people. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about where we're at, but, uh, definitely excited to get a little bit of a break at some point when there's going to be some reprieve as we, as we add resources to the team, because I've been caring quite a bit lately, but it's all good. And so, um, so yeah, like work and, and, and life has been good. 
Uh, but we're here to talk about Network Collective. And so it's, it's, it's good, to, uh, good to catch up a bit. But I think that, you know, we have some things on the horizon. And I think that a lot of people have kind of been wondering. I don't know if a lot of people have been wondering. I sent out some tweets yesterday and there was some response to it. So some people have been wondering uh, about what, where the heck we've been, right? And, uh, and so I think that some of that story will come out as we talk about this. But I want to talk before that. I think there's some foundational stuff as we talk about Network Collective. That we, this whole point of this conversation is to kind of share where we're headed, but to understand why we're making some of those decisions is important to understand kind of what some of the drivers have been for Network Collective all along. And those drivers, there were two um, primary ones when I started Network Collective with Yvonne Sharp and Phil Javasi, right? Um, and those two primary things is all of us felt fairly privileged. We were involved in a community of people that included a lot of leaders and influencers, and we were having regular conversations with those people, and we wanted to bring that and have those conversations be a bit more public than sitting around at a conference at some lunch table or in a hallway somewhere. I feel like we've, uh, we've hit on that fairly well. Um, I think we've done that for the past four years. And I think that that is, um, we've definitely successfully, uh, or at least we at some level of success have been able to do that um, at a high level. The other one was building community. I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's value in relationships and connections with people. At the, at the end of the day, I think that's what drives a lot of our industry. It's, you know, part, partly what you know, but it's more who you know or who you can reach out to because it's impossible for us to know everything. And I want to focus on that second part a little bit because I think the pandemic has kind of thrown that for a bit of a loop. Um, everyone, like everything became online community. Like that was, that was everyone's way of, of participating and it, it just started to feel a bit exhausting. I know it did for me. And, may, and I'm making some decisions here. And I think you'll notice a trend as we talk about this. A lot of looking at what we're doing and the changes we're making are like, rather than continuing what we're doing, what would we engage in? And I was pulling back from online communities. And I know a lot of people that I'm associated with were doing the same. A lot less investment into this idea of let's get together and talk online all the time. Because that's what we were doing and what we were kind of forced to do with everybody. Our work, our friends, our family. And obviously that's relegated a bit as the pandemic has gone on, but I don't feel like the sentiments around those communities have, have done the same. I, I think that everyone's still a bit exhausted there and it's hard to keep driving effort into that. Uh, everything that we do, right. There's, there's a, there's a reward um, that's associated with it and that's engagement. How much do people engage with the thing that you're putting a lot of effort into building? And, and if you build this thing and build it over time and, and put a lot of time and investment into it and like, everyone's like, eh, <laughs> I don't know that I, I necessarily want to do that all that much. Um, that can get very tiring from the production side. And so I think that, that for, for me, uh, that second part, that building online community is kind of a, a position in flux right now. I don't know. I, I still believe that community is valuable and important. I think that online community will eventually resurge as, as something that is critically important to a career. But right now and probably for the foreseeable future, I don't know that that's a goal that really makes a ton of sense. And so, uh, so that's just kind of, you know, those two drivers are important to understand. Like that's, that's where we came from. Now, Tony, I'd be interested to hear your perspective because you haven't been along the whole four year journey. And so mm -hmm. why don't you share a bit about like, kind of like what your, what your perspective is? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I completely echo the sentiment that that community is at the core of Network Collective. I mean, um, and it's it's not like you know what you know and what you're putting out there, but it but it's who you know. I mean, even as recently as this year, I reached out to people directly in the Network Collective Slack, 
uh, for advice on a tech piece of technology that I never touched before. And I got some really great advice. I got some one-on-one -on -one video chats and it was really, really helpful. And that's the kind of community I wanted to help foster. And that's why I joined as a host back in 2020. I wanted to continue to be able to give back and, and make sure that, that we were growing this and that Network Collective became a resource for that. Um, definitely echoing 2020 uh, was a time when everything from kids' schools to like doctor visits. I even saw my doctor in an online platform, right? It got to the point where we were trying to build a community online and yet I, I was trying to get off the computer. You know, I think a lot of us were. And, and you know, social media became very muddy with everyone getting online. And there was a lot of things going on in our country uh, uh, during 2020 that helped stir that up. Um, and because you and I both, you know, are, are, are focused on building community in December of 2020 as a way to offer something new to our online community, I say ours, but it's sort of the networking and technology community, uh, part of, of the people that we follow and, and that follow us. Uh, we wanted to start a weekly live stream and sort of make it fun and structure it like a clip show. You know, we had sound effects and transitions and, and animations and stuff. Um, we had a great time. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, we had some great guests. We saw great products, great tool demos. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I even dressed up as Santa for our last Christmas episode in 2020. I do. So I if, also, uh, I also if you haven't the... seen that, go back on YouTube, go find that December episode of the live stream. And when you're done looking that up, go find uh, Tony as the uh, Amish networker because that's equally <laughs> as enjoyable. So, so that's what we tried to do, right? We tried to, at a time when it was really hard just to be online and, and we tried to just have some fun, try something new and, uh, and just go with it. And uh, over the last seven, I mean, over seven months, we sort of built that up from, from November, December 2020 uh, through the early summer of uh, 2021. And we found ourselves just overwhelmed with producing our podcast episodes, a partner's episodes, as well as the weekly live stream. A lot of planning and back-end work goes into doing what we do. Uh, even this episode right now that we're recording <laughs> didn't just happen because Jordan texted me in the morning and said, hey, do you want to you get online and record something? No, we've been planning this sort of for days. There's, there's a lot of back-end work that goes into all of the effort that we, for content that we put out there, and it can become exhausting. We were facing uh, an unsustainable pace. Um, by the summer of 2021 came around. And so taking the summer of 2021 off in the early fall and thinking about how to move forward and what that would look like is why we're here today. So um, I, I kind of want to talk about, uh, I want to kick it back to you, Jordan, and talk about um, uh, where we're going and, and what to expect. Yeah, so, so, so where are we headed? Well, first off, uh, that 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 break over the summer and the fall and, and leading into the winter and it will continue through the winter. We're not we're not starting up like immediately. We're we're, we're starting to ramp up um, now, but it's we're going to be expecting seeing some things come out early next year. Is is really where we'll start seeing you know content getting released again. Um, but I think that um, there was a lot of you know introspection and reflection. Uh, you know, like what is what is valuable? What is you know. Um, I have some some perspectives on on <laughs> specifically like being in the content creation business. I shared them on Twitter yesterday. I think you saw that, Tony. But uh, mm -hmm. like, there's there's um, it's hard to get attention, and that's not the only measure. But like, what's the point of making 
you know, content and putting out stuff out there unless someone's going to watch or listen to it. Like that's that the idea is to, to get exposure out there, to share this content. And it feels like you mentioned some changes in social media and media in general, and it's true. And I feel like it just made things even more extreme. Uh, to get att- to get attention in, in in this realm was difficult. That's just not something I'm interested in. And so, so looking back at you know what we were doing, ultimately, I feel like for us to create content, um, the the primary focus has to be we have to be enjoying doing it, or it has to be wildly successful. It has to be one of those two <laughs> things. Because if we enjoy doing it, then it doesn't really matter how many people listen, right? If we don't and aren't enjoying creating it, if, if to your point that we're exhausted in the process of creating it and it's not really fun and it's not really enjoyable, then the only satisfaction you can find is, is getting attention in a mix and a sea of people vying for attention. And that's, again, not a game I'm really all that interested in playing. And so there were some questions. There were questions about, does this even make sense? Uh, is what we're doing providing value or is it just noise getting added to the, to the mix? And so... Um, so in that, I will say where I've landed, and that is, I feel like Network Collective has the ability to be valuable. I feel like it has been valuable. Uh, I don't think that everything that we were doing was necessarily the way I want to go forward. And so some of those, some of those limits are things that, well, all of those limits are things we've inflicted on ourselves. Like there are ways you're supposed to do a podcast. Like if you go and, and you go Google, like how to start a podcast, like there's a bunch of like, do this, do this, do this, do this, you know? Those are all the things you're supposed to do. And they're all, <laughs> they're all fairly accurate. Um, and we did those things and they worked, right? Uh, at the end of the day, we have built a sizable audience around doing those things and, and an audience that has respected our content. And like, that's, that's great. And all those things are, are, are fantastic. But none of that accounts for the fact of like, as a host, are you, are you, um, are you doing what needs to be done or are you doing what you want to be doing? And I think that um, I made a comment in, in those tweets yesterday that um, sustainability is just as important as success. And sustainability includes satisfaction in what you're putting together. So I think a lot of, a lot of where we're going is changing things so that we can enjoy it more. And we hope people come along with the ride, right? Like that's, that's really what it comes Absolutely. to. We hope that people come along for the ride, but it's not about, and it never has been about, the, the number of downloads. I mean, that's, a, that's always a metric that matters, um, but it's not... It's not the main driver. We told you what the drivers were. We wanted to share knowledge. We wanted to build a community. Like that's what we wanted to do. And so, uh, and so I think a lot of what we're doing and the changes we're talking about going forward is just removing some of those barriers. I think one of those barriers is we've limited the scope of, of what we can talk about. We named it, and, and I got some advice from somebody very early on that whether we had done this, that we had, that we had n- too narrowly defined what we were talking about by calling it Network Collective. I was like, oh, no, there's, there's so much stuff to talk about. But that's really funny because Tony and I both are in a position where our jobs have shifted. Uh, I used to be all networking all the time. That's what I did. I mean, I was hands-on and I was in the mix of it doing data center networking and WAN networking and campus networking and, and all sorts of different types of networking and all kinds of different types of places. My job has shifted for the last two years. I've been- And mine as well. Yeah. yeah. For the last two years, I've been more uh, design and architecture and, spe- and getting far more narrow, <laughs> focusing in on areas. And now my job is about 70 or 80% security and, and 20 or 30% networking. I'm talking a lot about SASE, which the networking piece of SASE is something we've been doing for quite some time with SD-WAN. A lot of it is how we're changing security and how we're doing that approach. 
And so like I'm spending a lot of time talking about things like Secure Web Gateway and CASB and all these other these other secure, security components that really, if we had done shows or content on them, if we had dedicated an episode to them, it probably would have been valuable, but it certainly would have felt out of scope because it's not stuff that we talked about as networkers. And so I think that one of the things that we're doing is we want to remove that barrier. I think that we want to take a look at the world around us and look at what's going on and talk about things through the eyes of of infrastructure engineers, but I don't want to put limits on what we can talk about. Uh, before it felt very much like we were, you know, we're going to talk about protocols. We're going to talk about BGP. We're going to talk about segment routing. We're going to talk about whatever. And all those things, we might still talk about those things. I'm not saying that that's going away, but I think that by limiting it only to, you know, networking topics rather than maybe topics that affect networkers, maybe that's the shift, right? The shift is it's no longer just networking topics, but we're going to talk about whatever is interesting to us that most likely affects our audience in some way. I might give an example here. Uh, one of the ones that we're, we're, we've been talking about in the back end is like the supply chain. I don't know if we'll do an episode on this or not. We're talking about it, but supply chain has nothing to do with networking, but it's affecting all of us. It doesn't matter whether you work for an OEM, mm -hmm. whether you work for a reseller, whether you work in the enterprise or the federal space or wherever. Supply chain is changing the way we're making decisions, knowing what's going on with it's important. Like that's a topic I think that's incredibly relevant. And it's not just relevant to networkers. It's relevant to all infrastructure engineers. It's relevant to, well, well beyond that too, if you talk about into our day-to-day -day lives. But we're trying to keep <laughs> some the, narrow focus the, on this. Right, the, the automotive industry. <laughs> right, right. And so one of the things we're doing is, is we're going to be taking that barrier off. It's not just networking topics. It's topics that are relevant to networkers and more specifically infrastructure engineers. Because there's no reason why we can't talk about security and some of the things that affect security. Because if you're doing networking today and you're not talking about security, you're doing something wrong. Like it, we, we should be talking about those things that impact us as networkers, as people who are doing these jobs. And so I think that that's one of the things um, that's there. I think that also we're moving from, I don't wanna say we're gonna be removing being conversational. I think that that's gonna be a component of what we do always. But our show kind of had a, this is what we do. You know, like, I don't know if you've noticed, there are like several prescriptive ways to do podcasts. And one of them is this conversational style. We invite some really smart people on. We ask them some questions, let them talk. We talk back. There's a rough outline, but it's very unscripted uh, and usually not edited. Usually we don't cut anything. It's just a matter of this is what it is. And I really want to take some and do some deeper dive content going and looking into things that are going on back to that, that single topic. And again, I don't want to focus on that as the topic, mm -hmm. but if we did that, I want to talk to six different people, all with different perspectives and kind of build a narrative rather than it being a show with six different people on all talking at the same time, a bit more constraints, a bit more editing, a bit more flow to the show. Not to say we'll never do conversational shows again. I don't think that that's what I'm saying. I think that we'll still have that, but I think that that was one of those artificial barriers. We picked a model right. Mm -hmm. And we just went with it. And that's what we did. And I think it fit really fit in line with that on like idea of building community. These are just the conversations that happen at conferences, you know, that we're just doing them on online. And so I think that, you know, that made a lot of sense, but it doesn't need to be something that we, that we constrain ourselves to. And I think I'm really excited about this new format. And, and as Tony and I were talking about what we want to do, like one of the questions we asked throughout all of this is what do we care about? What do we listen to? I think that all the podcasts that I listen to, the ones that I really like, um, the large, large majority of them are ones that are do investigation edits. They're tight. They do, you know, narrative stories where they talk to different experts, but it's, it's in a bit of a different format than what we're doing. And it's like, well, well then why am I building a podcast 
mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily the format of what I would listen to normally, right? And so I think that um, I think that that's another part of it. I think the last thing is frequency. Uh, this is one of those things that is the is. <laughs> If you go look, you know, you should have a set frequency. There should be a cadence. There should be an expectation. Uh, the reality is, is that's still true. Um, if you release, you know, once or release four episodes all at once because you were really excited and then you'd fall off the map for six months and then you release two episodes and you fall off the map for eight episodes, like no one's going to know when when they're releasing content. No one knows when to be looking for it. And so cadence matters. And some of this is inside baseball. Most people don't actually produce podcasts, but this is this is part of you know, frequency matters, but it, what, the way it matters is it doesn't matter so much that you have a weekly show or that weekly is better than bi-weekly, which is better than monthly, like that, that frequency. It's just that it's consistent. And for us, we keep, seem to keep building ourselves into a corner from a frequency perspective. We've done it multiple times <laughs> uh, with the show where we've, we've just pretty much bit off more than we can chew. And I think that, and I think with that, there's just so many good ideas and you want to be able to get to them. But then the other side of it is both of us have full-time jobs. This is a side project. We make almost nothing off of it. Um, And so, you know, like this is all just a a thing of, of passion and enjoyment for us. And so we have to put it at something where that can maintain that way, unless you all want to start paying us a lot of money, in which case I'd be happy to do this full time and I'll put out (laughs) episodes like twice a week if you want. But like the, um, uh, the reality is, is that's, that's just not the reality. Not for us, at least for some, it is, but that's good for them. Right. But we just, we can't, we can't keep up that pace. And so I think we're starting right. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. We're talking mm-hmm. about doing probably just once a month to start. Right. Um, and espe- I, and especially really, for these episodes. I was going to say, and I'm really excited about that because it gives us, you know, something that, that we really wanted to do previously, which was really raise the bar on quality Right. And when you're trying to meet a schedule of once a week um, or or whatever, whatever pacing it is, uh, it, it was just it was just hard to do that with everything that we were doing. So so going with once a month gives us uh, a lot of time to really focus on um, each episode individually as like a, like an evergreen uh, uh, audio recording that you can listen to at any time and 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 has a high uh, production co- uh, production quality. Right. I agree with that. That's, that's another reason to step away or to do less of the conversational style. It's impossible to edit that down to something that uh, has a high production quality, uh, way too many variables. And so being able to go in and, and have a bit more control over that, that narrative and that environment and, and really employ some of the tools and skills that we have. We have the ability to create really high production content, high production value content. And so I think that that is, uh, um, that's what I was saying. So I think that that's a bit of, you know, about, <laughs> why we're changing what we're changing, maybe some of the hints of what we're doing there. So, so what's really going to happen? I think that we kind of want to get to, you know, what, what can you expect? Um, first, if you are uh, someone who's followed us um, because you like the networking content, I bet the, the comment that we're trying to be a bit more broad and inclusive is, is a bit intimidating. The stuff we're picking is stuff that's relevant to networkers, like at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Um, there may not be as much focus on like deep dives into protocols and, and those types of content. Maybe we'll do that in some other format. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not abandoning that as, as an idea of something we could do. What I'm saying is that we're, we're shifting from talking about networking to talking about things that affect networkers. And we're going to open that scope up to affect infrastructure people, just, just people who work in any type of infrastructure in the computer networking industry. So if you already follow us, I guarantee you that whatever we talk about is going to be both relevant and interesting 
to whatever it is. Not every episode, because not every episode we did before was relevant, interesting to everyone who listened. But the large majority of our content is geared towards the people who are already subscribers. So give it a chance. Um, you know, like it, it's going to be coming through. And I think that um, I think that you'll find that, you know, what we're still looking to do is still very relevant to the same people that have been following all along. Uh, practically, there's going to be a lot of changes, right? We're making a bunch of changes. Uh, we've talked about a bit of the what you'll see from an episode content, whatever perspective, but there's a lot of like, like back end changes as well to what Tony alluded to. There's a lot of complexity into into building out the back end to how to make all this work. Um, we've made decisions in the past, things that we've wanted to do that added a ton of complexity to the back end. And then we've abandoned those things, you know, because the, for whatever reason, it just the, that season was passed, but that complexity remained. And so we're, we're basically resetting both the front end and the back end of everything. And so some of the changes on the back end have already happened. Hopefully you didn't see them or even notice that they happened. Things like where we actually host our podcasts, like that changed. Um, and, and actually, I want to interrupt you just now because actually we talked about this the other day, but very much the way you phrased that just then is is very much relevant, directly relevant, and it, and it explains networking in general, right? Uh, you developed, uh, you wanted a new oh, feature, yeah. so you've added complexity to the network, and then the feature has been sunset and the complexity remains, you know? That's and right. eventually, you keep adding on complexity and complexity to the point where look, we're just going to do a reset. <laughs> yeah. We're just Technical we're moving these racks out and we're bringing in new racks, right? That's so, right. Uh, That's so, right. So in a way, even this episode is about networking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of parallels for sure, for sure. Um, so you'll see, you'll like, again, some of those backend stuff you won't see, but some of it you will. Um, we're going to be moving our website. Um, in fact, we already have a second website stood up. I bet if you went and Googled Network Collective right now, you might find an interesting site that looks completely different than what we have. You know, you know I was actually thinking, could we, could we send people out on a hunt to find the new domain? You know what? The um, first person who comes back to me and finds the new domain before I switch it over, send me a DM, send me an email, jordan at networkcollective.com. Uh, we'll send some stickers and some swag or something because <laughs> if, you, if you could find the new site, I haven't actually gone to Google to see if I could search for it, but if you could find the new site, the one that's completely different, the one that does not land where networkcollective.com points, mm -hmm. um, if you could do that. So we'll be, we'll be shifting that over in the near future. You're going to see changes as well. Um, one of the big ones is, is we're changing the name. Um, Network Collective will still exist as an entity. Um, Network Collective is still, I think, very, very much... Um, at the heart of what we're talking about doing. It's going to be the parent of what we're doing at, at networkcollective.com will land where you want it to go. But we're changing the name of the show because again, talking about making it more inclusive, it's going to be relevant to a lot more people than just networkers because we're talking about things that are relevant to infrastructure people. And so, uh, and so uh, happy to share the name right now. We're going to call it, uh, we're going to call it underlay or the underlay podcast. So we're, we're talking and, and we've kind of come up, I'm still working on the tagline. I don't know if this is what it's going to land at being. I don't know that I, it's great, but I think it represents what, what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And it's exploring the intersection of digital infrastructure and the humans who depend on it. What are the stories that matter to people who work in this space, in this digital infrastructure space? And, and, and really trying to find where, you know, there's, there's stories and interesting things that are going on that would be worth exploring that um, may not necessarily be about the infrastructure itself, or maybe it is about the infrastructure. That's, that's what we're trying to figure out. I mean, like, wh where are there things that we can talk about that is interesting? The other, the other thing about these changes, I think it puts us in a, a bit of a unique position. A lot of people out there that are currently in doing podcasts that are talking about the technology or talking about people in the industry 
uh, there's not a lot of narrative podcasts specifically focused on network or, or digital infrastructure. And so I'm excited about that. It's going to kind yeah. of be a new space. Maybe there aren't a lot because there aren't a lot of stories and we're just painting ourselves into a corner again, but we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> so with that name change, you're going to see be seeing changes as well. Like um, the logo for the actual podcast is going to change, right? Or the, 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 the art for the, um, if you go to iTunes, we're going to change the name of our like social media accounts because it's going to be for the podcast itself rather than the parent company of Network Collective, right? So we really wanted to give everyone a heads up before they started seeing like, wait a minute, <laughs> I didn't follow something called Underlay. Like that's that's where we're headed. And so um, those changes will probably start happening in the very near future. Um, we wanted to get this episode out, but there's no reason why we can't start making sure that we can we can get those things claimed. And now that we've talked about it publicly, I need to actually go claim those things um, <laughs> <laughs> so someone else doesn't. Um, but yeah, so that, that's going to be happening. And uh, and so you'll see it. The, the website's going to change. Social media is going to change. A bunch of stuff like that. The other change that I want to talk about just for a minute, and I, I want to wrap up here. This is already a little bit longer than what I mm-hmm. wanted it to be, um, is, is the people who have supported us. Uh, so first off, uh, before I go into what's changing with that, um, th- there's a reason why we could take a, this this break this long. I didn't have to change anything. I didn't have to cancel services. And it's because we've had an amazing amount of support, both from sponsors of the show, um, people mm-hmm. who've paid for advertising space, and then also from people who support us um, through our supporter system. And, and to say I'm grateful for that is... A, a massive understatement. It's what allows this show to continue on is allows it to be sustainable. Um, but in that, a lot of our supporter system, those people who pay us every month, you know, a few bucks every month to, to be part of the supporter system. One of the perks of that was our online community, which we talked about, like not providing as much value as it once did, not because it's not valuable, but because people don't pursue it as, as much. It's not as, as big of a deal for them it's still great for your point of being able to have a, a resource to go talk to people um, and, and engage with them. There's a lot of places where you can do that. And there's not a whole lot of uniqueness that we can provide in value in doing that because everything's an online community now. Mm-hmm. And so that that's coming out of the supporter system. So if you are a current supporter, if you're someone who supports our show today by, you know, the few bucks a month via the website, we're canceling all of those. Um, so the idea is we're just going to, uh, we're going to cancel those payments uh, if you're in our community already, you're not going anywhere. Like we, we've done transitions like this before. I'm not kicking anybody out. Like it's just, that's not my interest here. So um, the, the slack that exists today, if you're in there, it's great. You stay. You're just not paying for it anymore. And there's a lot of people in there who aren't paying for it now because they were part of the last system that we canceled <laughs> um, as, we've, as we've adjusted the, the podcast. So I did the same thing then. Like I'm not interested in taking people's money and then, you know, um, not providing value. Or changing our plans and then ripping out the, the value out from underneath them. That's just not what's going to happen. So the Slack will still be there. We might be changing the Slack. I don't know. Um, we're exploring like what we can do. The Slack is going to mm-hmm. stay. Um, whether it's the Slack or Discord or something, I don't know. We're, we're exploring what that's going to, where that's going to land. Um, but ultimately, that's just going to be an open community now. So come the first of the year, if you want to join, if like the financial component was a barrier to you being able to join, well, guess what? That's not going to be there anymore. We are going to set up a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so people who want to still support the show, there's an avenue to do so. I'm going to be completely blunt about it though. And that is that we are not going to build ourselves into a corner by pro- promising all sorts of content, or whatever, as incentives to be a supporter of the show. Hopefully someday we can do that. Hopefully we can offer, you know, a bunch more and have different tiers and do all kinds of things there. Um, but for now, like it is literally just a way that if you want to throw a few bucks our way for the effort we put into the show, it's a way to do it. 
I would love it if the large majority of our people supported us, not because I want your money, but because it means we could do this ad free, um, which would be amazing. I, it's not very practical. I don't know any podcast that's been able to go completely ad free from supporter, um, some supporter contributions, but it takes a lot of money to make all this happen. And the more people that support, the less it requires advertising to make it happen. Advertising is not inherently bad, but it's still, you know. And I also want to jump in and say that that uh, like a simple dollar or two through Patreon is an also is also an amazing way just to say thank you and I appreciate your yeah. effort for this podcast. Please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the if you don't have the the way to say that uh, on social media or you don't have the time uh, to to send a DM or something or say hey, great episode, thanks guys. Um, you know, throwing a dollar or two says it as well. Um, it's yep. just another way. And so, you know, that's going to be coming and you'll see that. And I think that that's kind of the, the idea going forward. There's not going to be like a supporter system with ad-free episodes and, you know, special perks and all those other things. And that will evolve. I think that's, you know, if I was to wrap it up now, I think that's where we're heading is that we have a plan, um, but none of this is set in stone. I think we're just going to keep exploring formats, timing, ways to do things until we find what works for us and for everyone who listens. Um, is, is really what it comes down to. And so maybe if you take, if you take something from this, it's one that things are changing and that they're likely going to continue changing. And that if there's any constraints that you felt were like defined what network collective was, um, those are mostly going away because we're just, we're just trying to find, we're trying to remove all that artificial stuff and find what works for us and, and to do something again, that provides value. It isn't just noise and isn't something that's produced because it needs to be produced, but it's because something we want to produce. And so, um, so we are excited about that. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's the other message about this is that the break was both necessary and did exactly what it needed to do. I am excited about the podcast going forward. I'm excited about having new content and having a new approach. I'm excited about essentially being able to build this up again, um, with, with new ideas and a new direction. And so, so I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, and but, I, w- I would like to draw another networking uh, parallel here. <laughs> Just like you don't build a network once and it stays forever, right? Networks evolve, networks grow, networks change, components change. This this episode is just as much about networking as anything else. We're continuing <laughs> to evolve. We're replacing components. We're moving on. Things continue to evolve, and we're evolving with it. And and that's that's really what we're doing here. Just kind of letting you guys let you guys in on uh, on what our plans are. Yeah. So we promised a short episode, and we managed to come in right at the short end of what a normal episode is, which is not at all surprising because we do <laughs> enjoy doing this. And um, I am. I was talking to Tony, like I am, I am hesitant to share these things to some degree. And the reason is, is I know that there are a bunch of you who, who do care, who are interested. And there are a bunch of you who listen because you just like the content. And for those of you who listen, just because you just like the content, this type of, this type of sharing what's going on behind the scenes and whatever is like wholly irrelevant. And I don't hold some (laughs) opinion that like everyone cares about what's going on in Jordan's brain. Um, Like that's not, that's not reality. Uh, But I do think that, you know, the other thing that I've noticed, and maybe this is just me, and, and I think Tony has called me out a bit on this, and, and feel free to uh, to do that. I think that, you know, like, where do people engage the most? It's when there's a connection and where there's transparency and, and honesty. And I won't say that we haven't been transparent or honest, but I've had, like, a guard between, like, the production and, and who the host is. I've really felt that it's been my job as a host of Network Collective not to highlight myself but to highlight the guests 
it's to highlight the content and the people who are on because they're the ones who provide the value. But uh, then I think about the podcasts that I listen to, which are the ones I'm most connected to is the ones where I get a taste of who that host is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am, I'm contemplating. <laughs> I don't know what the answer <laughs> there is. Uh, I don't feel much like a personality. Um, and that's certainly not the angle that I'm looking for. But at the same time, I, I, I wonder, and, and maybe some feedback here. Um, maybe if you're listening to this, I would love to hear, I, I'm not going to be hurt if you come back and say, no, I just want the technical content. I don't want to hear about you at all. Like that's kind of what I feel is probably the larger <laughs> consensus. So you're not going to hurt my feelings if you say that, but if you disagree with that statement, let me know. Cause I don't know. I don't know like what level of, of personality needs to be part of this and what level of just all right, produce everyone. excellent content. Tell Jordan to open up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm more than happy to share. Uh, that's not, it's not, uh, there's nothing in this that's a hesitancy um, to be a little bit more open and transparent about who I am. Uh, in fact, if you know me, you know that that's not something I'm, I'm concerned about at all. Like <laughs> my life's pretty much an open book to those who, uh, who talk with me normally. I think the people in the Slack would know that as well. I share lots of stuff that's going on. Um, that's personal. I just don't know how much of that needs to come through in this show. So uh, if you can tell, we're looking at everything. Um, that's kind of happening on the fly there. <laughs> but anyway, um, I do want to wrap it up. I uh, appreciate it that you've made it this long. Now we've gone from the short end of a normal show to what our target is for a normal show. So, uh, so yeah, about 40 minutes, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, it's okay. We're out of practice. It's no problem. We're, at, we're out yeah. of practice. Talking about being tight and concise and, you know, getting things down. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, uh, so that's the next, the next time you hear from us, we'll be tight and concise this time. Yeah. It. This is conversational. And again, we'll still, maybe we'll do this. Maybe that's what we do with the Patreon. You know, maybe the Patreons where we just, we take the barrier out. We just come on and do the conversational thing. Maybe just you and I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so that's, that's where we're headed. Um, and we wanted to share that with all of you because you've all invested. Maybe your investment was just as easy as clicking on subscribe and listening to our content. And that's amazing, you know, as, as but some yeah, of you have gone even you. further. Yeah. Thank you. And absolutely. thank you. Um, but maybe, um, but maybe the investment's been a bit more, maybe you engage regularly, maybe you're a supporter, maybe you're in the Slack, maybe you're wherever, you know, there's been lots of people that have engaged and, and supported the show in many different ways. And we felt it was worth telling you what was going on, what we were thinking, why we disappeared for, well, what is going to be like nine, 10 months by the time it's all said and done. Um, it's, it's, I think it's important that you guys know what's going on and, uh, and that's what this is all about. So yeah. And if you're, and if you're a new listener, I look forward to seeing everyone in the Slack come, uh, come January 1st, uh, here in, uh, in just a few weeks. Yep, absolutely. So, I think with that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, seriously, for, for those who, who have supported us, thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, it means a ton. I got some really nice responses to those tweets I sent out yesterday as well and that type of stuff. Like, to Tony's point, like, it's cool when someone says, yeah, your stuff is worth paying a few bucks to, to support, but even just a message that says, hey, I really value what you do. Can you keep doing it? It goes a long way. Uh, one of the challenges with podcasting is it's a very one-way medium. We talk a lot and it gets like broadcast out. And I, and in fairness, like I don't engage a lot with the podcasts that I listen to. My favorite podcasts, like the top two or three, I've never sent a tweet to any of them. All right. I've wait, never sent DMs. Let, let, let's, even though this episode has gone long, let, let's, let's wrap it up kind of like with, with uh, Jordan opening the window to, to uh, who he is. What is your favorite podcast? 
Uh, I don't know that I could put one one on that list. Um, sure. Okay. I, I will. I will do two as as two podcasts. I've mentioned them. I've mentioned one of them on the live stream multiple times. I think. Um, for those who know me, I've probably mentioned it too much. Um, I think Hardcore History is probably one of the best podcasts out there. <laughs> Hardcore History is phenomenal. It is not at all what I'm aiming to be because every episode that he releases is like three to five hours long. I, I was going to say, it also probably goes down in longest uh, episode uh, uh, durations out of any podcast ever. Some episodes are upwards of four hours. A single episode. Right. <laughs> Which is- and, he'll do, and he'll do a series <laughs> on a topic. So he'll talk about... You know, he, he did a series on World War One that I think was five episodes and each one, like all of them were over three hours. So at the end of, at the end of it, you know, it's like 15 hours. of con- It's an audio book on this on this topic by the time it's all said and done. But he's one guy, one guy doesn't have a co-host, doesn't have anybody, just goes through and like is still unbelievably compelling. He's an unbelievable broadcaster, someone who has skills in communicating that well that I aspire to. And I think that what he releases is phenomenal. The other one is is one that you've really turned me on to, Tony, and that was Darknet Diaries. I yep. feel like that show, um, that show, if there's a model about, you know, that we've taken some things from, I don't want to copy Darknet Diaries, but no. what he does is amazing. It's super compelling, and it's in a very similar space to what we work in, in, in talking about things and stories and interesting things in and around security specifically. Um, computer security hacking and, and the underworld of the internet, if you will. And, and I think that, uh, he does an amazing job of building a narrative around those things, talking to different people and kind of like crafting a story that's super compelling start to finish. He's one of those people that I listen to as soon as it comes out. And so if I had those two, what's your list? Ooh, ooh. Uh, I I would go Darknet Diaries. Definitely. I've been a listener since episode one. Um, just, just really enjoyed, uh, that, um, to th- oh, uh, another one that I think kind of fits in that style is one that's called 20,000 Hertz. Uh, 20,000 Hertz is every episode is an evergreen episode um, about all things auditory. Uh, it's produced by Dallas Taylor and he works for or his company uh, does like a sound design for video games, movies, commercials, TV shows. And so everything that he does is about is about um, he's an audiophile. Right. And so it's about all the little like sometimes it's like behind the scenes stories on, you know, different sounds, different movies, you know, different audio things. Like it talks about how the sound of the lightsaber was created for Star Wars, which, which I could explain it to you because I've seen the episode, but better let Dallas Taylor um, introduce you to that. So go search up that one. Yeah, there's just tons of really cool content and every one of his episodes, I call it evergreen, which means it's, it's not, it's not relevant to anything going on at this time, you know, uh, you can listen to any episode at any time and find a really interesting story. And, um, and that's something that, that I hope is a takeaway that, that I've learned from his show that I can help bring into this, this new thing that we're doing, which is kind of bringing what I call calling evergreen content, you know, something that you can listen to at any time and just be a really amazing story to listen to. Yep. Very, very cool. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. So thanks for making it this far. Approaching 45 minutes. It's 43 minutes of my timer. <laughs> we didn't start right there, but so it'll be a little bit shorter than that. But um, again, thank you. And we'll be back. Um, we are targeting, like I said, early part of next year. Um, every timeline I've given you and every frequency I've given you, it's up for debate. We're still working on it. So 
uh, zero expectations or zero commitments about about what that's going to look like. We're we're just exploring it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this was able to convey where we're at, what we're thinking, and what we're doing. Uh, Network Collective is far from dead. We are uh, we we took a much needed break, and now we're ramping up, and we're gonna we're gonna change everything to make it interesting, and and to and to kind of just put more life into the content that we're creating. And hopefully that yeah. translates into being a better overall release when it comes out and you get to consume it. And that's our hope. Yep. All, All right, right, Tony. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, see thanks, ya. everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.